0: Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend
1: to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Merry Christmas, darling.
0: This is our holiday special. Ho, 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 motherfuckers.
1: You've tuned in to and downloaded, I might add, the How Did This Get Made Girlfriend Christmas Spooktacular, which is what I've just decided to call this. Uh...
0: (laughs) We just stole the name of another podcast.
1: Fuck it, it's fine. Uh, so, we typically, for our birthday month, we get to pick the topic. And my birthday is in December, so my topic is that we take the month off. In direct defiance of my wishes, Josh is making us watch a movie. What are we watching?
0: We're doing we're doing one. We're doing a Christmas special. Um, Christmas
1: spooktacular?
0: Yeah, it's... Welcome. And this will lead directly into our... Into our new season, if you mm. will, we will be watching, and hopefully you'll be watching along with us. Silent Night, Deadly Night, five, the Toy Maker.
1: <laughs> is it going to be a problem? I have not seen one, two, three,
0: or four. You mean you've not seen the initiation, Silent Night, Deadly Night, four?
1: Can't say I have, sorry. Yeah, no,
0: it won't be a problem at all. Okay, this movie is, I believe, I want to say maybe three, but four and five for sure feel like movies that were being made outside of the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise, and they're like, well, we already own this name, and it's got some name recognition, so let's, so let's just make it a Silent Night, so Deadly we, like, Night movie.
1: Are all these movies like, uh, what was it? Uh, Halloween 3? Like, it, it's totally different um, from...
0: 1 and 2 kind of go together. 3 is a weird pseudo-sequel kind of to 2. 4 is Banana Town, and 5 is super banana town and, and that's I'm what we're watching really excited when what year did you say this came out uh this was released on november 6th of 1991 okay direct to home video
1: oh wow
0: <laughs>
1: okay so uh 91 i was 11 what about you
0: nine right yeah
1: nine. i math. was 11 so i was in fifth grade december I, birthday
0: i have been drinking beer so i'm gonna be not great at math right now <laughs> um I want to say it was nine. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely nine in November of that year. So mm-hmm. was
1: this a movie you would have rented at the Blockbuster Video, sir? No, you didn't have Blockbuster. What did you no, have? No, we
0: had a Video View in New Martinsville, and then that gave way to River City Video. I didn't have a Blockbuster within, like, reasonable distance to me. We didn't either. We had until, West Coast
1: Video and then uh Hollywood
0: Video. Yeah, the brief minute I lived in Morgantown.
1: Shout out to Nine Eleven, 11 And then
0: <laughs> when I moved to Huntington to go to college. Yeah, we
1: got a Blockbuster. It wasn't even in our town, but we got one probably at the same time when I left for college.
0: Yeah, it wasn't until then that I experienced a Blockbuster. And I don't understand the, the Blockbuster nostalgia. I, I get the video store nostalgia, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of people just didn't have a mom and pop, right? That place with like the weird porno section in the back that your I dad would th- go shop yeah. in.
1: I think that it's it's just kind of an easy th- You know what I mean? Like... If I were to say, like, oh, I I'm miss West Coast Video um, and I'm from like New Jersey, you know, what I mean? like, it's okay, what's that? That was just our little I,
0: shop. I tell you what, I loved Video View so much. I still throw it up for them whenever I talk about like VHS rental places. Mm-hmm. They had the best deal ever. What was that? Which is, they didn't have porno. River City Video had porno, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to rent it either way. But Video View had. On not new releases, so on anything that was on the shelves that had been there for a while. There were seven tapes for seven days for $7. Ooh. But they were never the new releases. Yeah, we would basically get Monster Squad. (laughs) We would each pick something else, and then my parents would pick something for them. And then we would basically watch Monster Squad over and over and over and over again. And then rotate in the other, usually horror action or science fiction films that we had conned our parents into renting us. Adorable. Um, yeah, a lot of Monster Squad. <laughs> I think I rented Monster Squad from Video Views so much that the tape broke had to by the new one.
1: What else was happening in 1991 while you well, were perusing the Video View shelves?
0: 1991 is a weird, weird year.
1: Why's that? Was that the Berlin Wall? No,
0: that was 92, wasn't it? 1991 is... The Gulf War happened, like Desert Storm, Operation Desert Storm. Remember, it was Desert Shield first, and then it became Desert Storm. And then Germany reunified in 91. Uh, So I want to say, like, the Berlin Wall fell, was it in 90? And then they reunified in 91? I don't, I can't remember. Again, bear with me, listener. You know who? I'm slightly drunk right now. You know
1: who would know? David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff would
0: know. And my friend Michael Beck. He knows everything about history. Oh, well, that's very nice. Let's call one of them. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the dissolution of the Soviet Union occurred in 1991. Mm-hmm. The end of apartheid occurred in 1991. Fabulous. The, uh, that was the year that former U.S. President Zachary Taylor was exhumed to oh, find out he- if he had been poisoned with arsenic. And had he? No. Exactly. But that's hilarious and gross. He, uh,
1: if, I, if I remember correctly, Zachary Taylor still has a grandson alive. Is that right? He had children very late in life. And then his child had it's his child. It's grand- grandchildren. That's what I said. Grandchild one, still alive. I think just died. And like he, he had, children
0: grand, life, and child had children
1: very late in life, and then his
0: child had children very late in life. He has a life. living grandchild. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. September 24th nineteen ninety one, was dubbed oh. the best day in music history. When? As it was the day that Nirvana released Nevermind, Soundgarden released Bad Motor Finger, and That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers released... Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. I did lo- I, yeah. All on the same day.
1: They are phenomenal albums. What the fuck? I'm a little partial to Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they're um, all very good.
0: I'm gonna say- I own all of them. That's cool, and I get that, but I think Nirvana's Nevermind is maybe the most important album of the year. Definitely the early 90s, maybe the entire 90s. Perhaps. Like, importance-wise, for like, a shift in everything. It did yeah. open up
1: a whole new genre, that's true.
0: It's crazy.
1: It's weird that we lived through that.
0: We lived through a lot of dumb... I lived through Trump fucking... Everything's crazy.
1: Yeah, no, we're still living um,
0: through it. Yeah. 1991. Listeners, the Ukraine becomes the first post-Soviet republic to decriminalize homosexuality.
1: Ukraine has also... What? This is just so random. Because
0: 1991.
1: The only reason I know this is because I'm an English teacher. Ukraine put out a formal memo to Scribner's, who is like the um, creator of grammar, let's say, that they would please prefer to just be called Ukraine and not the Ukraine, which is a term that harkens back to USSR. They called it the Ukraine, like area, the area of the Ukraine. And so just call it Ukraine, right? It's very hard to do. Isn't that strange? Like, I don't say the Italy, but we say the Ukraine. And just saying I'm going to Ukraine sounds so crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Like, they had to put out a formal, guys, please huh. stop it. Please call us by our right name uh, movie.
0: Big movies of that year. I remember going to was see Was this it.
1: one of these big movies? Uh, no.
0: <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, that was the Terminator 2 summer. That was uh, T2 nice. was that year. Okay. And I remember, I think that was the first rated R movie I ever saw in theaters. That is what like, you said. the way through.
1: That is what you said the day of the podcast. If you were lying, now's the time to fess up.
0: So it. I was not. I remember. I saw it in theaters, theatres. Theaters. I saw it in New Martinsville.
1: How exciting! Shout out you. to Valley
0: Cinema Three. Uh, people that were born in ninety one. Emma Roberts. Only that is, or do I? She is Eric Roberts' child, oh and God. niece to Julia. Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah, I do know. Who and she a is. pretty good actress in her own right. Whew. Tyler, the creator. He's a rapper.
1: I know the name. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything else
0: lakeith stanfield do you know who LaKeith keith stanfield is nope lakeith stanfield is i'm gonna go on record by saying he is an amazing actor one and two he just seems like the type of person that when you see him in something you're like i just want to be friends with him plus his like, name is the keith lakeith yeah the yeah, keith lakeith. Um, <laughs> he was the detective in knives out that worked with ben Wahlberg. got it I
1: love that movie. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I mean, th- you've not seen Get Out. That's everyone knows i from Get Out. But
1: I've seen Get you've Out. You've not seen Get Out? Which isn't Get Out the one
0: that. We watched Us. That's it. Okay. A second no, movie. Fine. Yeah. People that died that year. Lee Remick. Boo. I love Lee Remick. Michael Landon. Oh,
1: that was a big deal in my family. Dr. Seuss. That was just a big deal of the world.
0: Red Fox. I
1: loved Red Fox.
0: Gene Roddenberry. I just want to go on record as saying, Aww. I want to live in Gene Roddenberry's future. What do you mean? Like, the Star Trek future is kind of the best Oh, future, I see, yeah. Right? Like I thought you meant, like, the one he... Everyone's mostly at peace. I was like,
1: you mean you want to die? I don't know. Everyone's,
0: okay. like, chilled the fuck out. We've explored the universe. There's no The money. Federation. What if, what if Star than Trek like and, a and Star Avengers Wars <laughs> take
1: place in the same universe, and they refer to the Empire as the Federation,
0: and the whole time they're fighting against... <laughs> DJ Abrams tried. <laughs> he tried to make the To blend them? Yeah, he tried to make the Federation like the Empire. Freddie Mercury died that year. Yes.
1: That was big for me personally, but not until later.
0: I know that, Cindy, Freddie Mercury was a big one for you. Let's mm-hmm. let's get a big one. But for it me. wasn't.
1: I discovered Freddie Mercury in '94.
0: I get it. The same same thing with me. There is a person who died in nineteen ninety one that I didn't know.
1: When they died, I didn't didn't have enough
0: to appreciate them. But as I got older and experienced their work, I was like, wow. Who? A, that person is just a whirlwind of talent and charisma. And B, they're fucking absolutely crazy. And that was German actor Klaus Kinski. (laughs) I did not think you were going to be going there, but Um, okay. Man, I really like Klaus Kinski. He is terrifying. Mm -hmm. He's a real life crazy person. That we get to experience in movies, Uh,
1: I enjoy that. For me, the real life crazy person is Crispin Glover. I don't trust Uh, him. Before
0: Crispin Glover, there was Klaus Kinski. Fair. Klaus Kinski is not
1: for Cindy. There uh, wasn't.
0: Except I've never heard anyone say they've been around Crispin Glover when he's just raved and like destroyed a room in like a manic episode. That is a Klaus Kinski thing. Fair. Like he's like he would lock himself in rooms and just smash everything in the room. Fair. Over like two days. (laughs) Well, because you know. Mental illness,
1: yeah, untreated mental disease, yeah.
0: New words from 1991. What we got? Bungee cord, really? I didn't realize that was so new, but okay. Uh, boom box,
1: yeah. I had a boom box. Did you have a boom box?
0: Uh, I did. And 1991 gave us the words crack baby because what was going (sighs) on? It was the crack epidemic. (sighs) High five.
1: Haven't left it.
0: Now it's the heroin epidemic.
1: Yeah, just, it just, uh, um, right. just evolves over time.
0: Let's talk about this movie and who's in it because it's fucking... Anybody not, like... Who made it? who who The people that made it is a little crazy. So this movie, before we get into it, Cindy, is definitely rated R. It is one hour and 30 minutes long. Well... Including credits, so it's an hour and well, 25. So ish. it's
1: probably like...
0: Yeah. yeah. So this movie is co-written and directed by Martin Ketroser. Who's that? Do you know that name? Have you ever heard that name before? Nope. That's why I said, who's that? Okay. So, before I get into talking about him.
1: Yes. Do you
0: remember the Kill Bill movies? Yes. I think it's Kill Bill 2 when you finally learn the bride's real name. Yes. And it shows her in the classroom. When, and she's playing with her when she's playing like an elementary schooler for a second. Yes. And then the teacher saying the names. She says, Martin Ketroser. And you hear, Here. And Okay. No, that's a random vape memory I do not have. Well, there's a reason for that. So, Martin Ketroser directed this movie. He also co-wrote it. He was the writer of Friday the 13th Parts 3 and 5. Means nothing to me, but okay. He also wrote Meatballs 2. Whatever. Basically,
1: he did... I like the Meatballs 1 is one of my favorites. Uh, He did a
0: couple things like that. And then he became a script supervisor. And he has been... Quentin Tarantino's script supervisor on every film he has ever done. Oh,
1: so he's a foot guy, is what I'm hearing. Like he can appreciate some feet.
0: He gets like the occasional nod, like in Tarantino scripts, because they've worked together for so long. He started on Reservoir Fair. Dogs, and he's still with him. And it's well, good
1: if you find like a team, especially in creative yeah. world that you can uh, work
0: with. He's done like script supervision and continuity for other things, but mm-hmm. he is Tarantino's that's script his go-to. supervisor. For every single okay. movie. So he
1: wrote and directed this.
0: Uh, he co wrote it and directed it. Who was the other okay. writer? Does it matter? Now we're gonna get into someone that I really love. I guess it really matters. Love. This movie was co written and produced by Brian Usna. Brian Usna, I adore. So he's mostly a producer, he's also directed some things. He produced Reanimator, From Beyond, Warlock, Dolls. <laughs> he produced Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Which okay. he got a co-story credit on. He directed... Loved that. Society, which we will 100% be worth watching for this podcast at some point in the future. Bride of Reanimator, the sequel to Reanimator. And he directed Initiation, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Okay, and so now he is
1: co-writing the next he installment. He
0: is co-writing and producing 5. Okay.
1: Um, but they're not related.
0: Brian Usna produced a lot of really good horror movies but he directed Society which is the I'll say the craziest but is one of the craziest fucking American horror movies I've ever seen come out of the 80s like it is it's it's just bananas watching it you're like how the fuck did this get made and <laughs> to quote another podcast Brian Newman if you if you hear this I love you and bless you sir <laughs> and
1: I don't know who
0: you are but um, okay so this movie was also produced by have, uh, okay. Richard Gladstein, Don't who know that used name, to man. own Live Entertainment, and I think they got bought out by the Weinstein's, maybe. Great. <laughs> uh, but he he ended up producing Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Pulp so Fiction, he has another. There's a lot of Tarantino. A lot of connections Tarantino that, in this, or is there a lot of
1: Tarantino uh, like esque shots? No, no, sing? no,
0: not really. Okay, it's okay. just a lot of like these people would go on to to make. Tarantino They're just easy movies. to work with. Uh, yeah. Nice on the end. It was also produced by Rona Wallace, who would work on Reservoir Dogs before becoming like a sales agent. Who's in this motherfucker? Who's in this motherfucker? Who, who stores in. Look for and can In this amazing direct uh, video release of Sailor in Five. Jane Higginson plays Sarah Quinn, Medicine Woman. A human being whose name is Van Quatro. That's not the character name, That's of the four? human name. Uh, he plays Tom Quinn, the father. Oh, and then for. there's William Thorne, who plays Derek, who would have a short career in another Toys Come Life movie called Demonic Toys. Okay. <laughs> and he was the young Bill in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Okay. <laughs> and that's Rain basically it. That. And then let's talk about the three actors who I want to talk about, who yes, are not please. the leads.
1: Let's talk about the three.
0: Mickey Rooney. <laughs> he plays. Now, Mickey. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. He plays Joe. Mickey Rooney's been old since 1952. Yeah, uh, he's played. he plays Joe Pedo. Pedophilia. Yeah. Uh, his first credited role was in Not to be Trusted, a short film from 1926. I heard it. Yeah, I told you. And his last was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in 2017. <sighs> wow. Listeners at home yeah. might know him from Night of the Museum. And from oh. It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Or, if you're our age... From Breakfast at Tiffany's, where he played a racist-ass <laughs> Asian character.
1: If you're our age, he was in all the made-for-TV Disney movies in the 80s and 90s. Wasn't like, he also the Maytag man at one point, too? Oh, mm-hmm. knows, in I, commercials? I don't know. I want to say no, but that does seem like something he'd do.
0: So, Mickey Rooney is in this movie, which is especially fun. Uh, after the first movie came out, he wrote a letter of protest that was published in... Against the first film in 1984, it stated in the letter that the filmmakers sh- were scum oh. and they should be run out of town oh. <laughs> for sullying the sacredness of Christmas and here he is in its fourth sequel <laughs> Wow so we're gonna be watching this <laughs> Sully the name of Christmas Sully like. that's some strong the language. name of Christmas uh, the last two actors I want to talk about are, Brian bremer who plays Pino, he was uh Bunt in Pumpkinhead. Okay? And the one that was like, I'll take care I'll lead you to there. I'll take care mm-hmm. of you. I'll show you the way to the witch. He's in this. And Clint motherfucking Howard. Motherfucking Howard. Yes.
1: I don't know how. He was the last recipient of the MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. He took it so
0: serious. It was so adorable.
1: Well, and, and they stopped giving it. It was, it was
0: it. Godzilla and then him. And then they were like, oh, I can't ever do this again. Yeah. Because he's... He's been in everything. God's adorable. I don't know how... Honestly, Cindy, I don't know how we've done this podcast for almost three years. And have not. And have not run into Clint Howard. No. good point. Yeah. Clint Howard plays Ricky. You might know him from Apollo 13. I know him from you would Ice do- Cream Man. You would know
1: him from every single...
0: Ron Howard movie? Ron Howard movie. <laughs> He's even in the Star Wars universe now, mm-hmm. thanks to that Solo movie. That was terrible. I um, didn't know he was in the. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, mean it was a Ron Howard movie, so of course. Fair. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Well, is there a poster for this? It, there is, and while I pull it up, I'm just going to read you the, the, tagline? Uh, the tagline for this. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So this is the part of the podcast
1: where Josh shows me an original uh, poster, and I try to figure out what the plot of the movie is going to be about, and uh, I'm very rarely correct. All but right. I sure try to be creative, guys. He's home,
0: but he's not alone.
1: Then, Okay.
0: So, Day Night Five, The Toymaker.
1: So, there are, um, there's an angry looking kid sitting in an open bifold door closet, and behind him, he's surrounded by menacing looking jungle animals. I'm going to say this is a movie about uh, Cindy. He's home, but he's not Those alone. Are well, I think they're supposed to be, but I don't take them as that. Uh, I don't, I don't acknowledge that. I think this is going to be a movie about a toy maker who makes cursed animal, like stuffed animals, and like he gives them out as presents. But this is the story about like his son who's kind of neglected, and you don't realize like he's taking home a lot of these cursed animals. You know what I mean? And they turn on the toy maker.
0: If he just wrote a Guillermo del Toro movie,
1: let's do this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i say
0: uh this movie has never gotten a blu-ray release
1: this was a straight it to got vhs a
0: dvd release as part of uh like a dvd box, box set second. that had silent night Deadly night three four and five on it <laughs> of course they did it is out of print and going for like 80 bucks and, but
1: don't worry uh, no. cindy josh has this movie <laughs> like <laughs> This is how come I on, am, let it go. This is-
0: no, I actually do not own this. Okay, movie. I'm going to rent this movie From Which Shutter. You can very easily do on like Amazon. I think it's gonna be like two bucks. Nice listeners. Listeners. I'm gonna say this. I'm encouraging you do it, rent it, and watch along. Is this movie good? No. No.
1: Like I could have told you that without even
0: blinking. It has a four point two on it on uh, IMDb. Whoa. Okay. Is this movie? I think Jaws has like four has a two (laughs) point (laughs) eight or something like that. That's fire! I love that movie. I love Jaws four. Is this movie good? No. Is this movie fun? Yes.
1: And that's what we're supposed to
0: be doing. (laughs) And very Christmassy because Sunday
1: doesn't want to have to be
0: scared into our january month and the theme for january which i'm really excited for
1: and we'll talk about that when we come back
0: all right fellas ladies and people. Got, thank you we love you we let's did. go watch some silent night deadly night five <laughs> <Ridiculous>. the toy maker
1: <sighs> mind the doors
0: welcome to the shop of joe petto here you'll find the most amazing gadgets on earth Each toy is unique.
1: What a terrible accident. Sarah, you think this is an accident? Look.
0: Each specially designed by the craftsman himself. Fuck, where did the, where'd all these toys come from? Sarah, what do you know about that old guy from the toy store? What if I told you he was arrested for maiming some kids several years ago?
1: What reason could he have to hurt innocent children?
0: Joe Petto always wanted a real boy. I'm arrested! Who took him? Right who? The toy store. But he'll have to make what he can get. All you need is a little of that, and a little of that, and a little of that. From the producer of Bride of Reanimator. I want my boy when you done with him! I'm your son now! Not him! With special effects by Screaming Mad George Inc. of Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4, comes the most incredible night yet. Mickey Rooney stars in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toymaker. Merry Christmas!
1: Hey guys, welcome back from um, the worst movie I've seen in a hot minute. Uh, fair warning if you hear shouts of encouragement and excitement in the background. Uh, we had our Christmas morning today, the other day that we're recording, and uh, the kids were pretty happy with their gifts.
0: The, so The day we're recording. This is being recorded Christmas or Christmas Eve morning. hmm which is also Cindy's birthday. Happy birthday. Thank um, well,
1: that's the first time you said it today. Oh.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> you are, well, happy, happy birthday. That's twice.
1: The joke is that um, Josh is very uh, stoic, and his most heartfelt congratulations are like, oh, thank you for fulfilling your contract.
0: <laughs> I'm thank the you. Ron Swanson of this group. Thank you. Okay, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take brief umbrage with what you just said though, mm. because Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, <laughs> The Toy Maker mm-hmm. was awful. All the fun. It was fun. It was kind of. It was so took a much minute. Fun. And the ending of this movie is great. This movie
1: was part <laughs> Lifetime made for TV movie Lost Love meets Pinocchio meets a really coked out good writer who just had to probably make a deadline and was probably watching Pinocchio with his kid while it was Christmas and just blasted this
0: out. Spoiler alert. Um, Before Cindy talks about the plot, basically this is Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I love this movie as much as I do now especially was... Mickey, uh, Mickey Rooney, I almost called Mickey Rourke. Mickey <laughs> Rooney's character, that's a whole different Mickey. It's a whole different issue. Um, Imagine yeah. if he well, had played Joe. I, I, well, I want that. I really want that now. <laughs> now that i said uh, it, it must um, be so. So his character, Mickey Rooney's character, is named Joe Pedo.
1: And his son is Pino.
0: And they have a toy shop. And,
1: and, and it wasn't until I was going, <laughs> halfway who through the fuck the, names their kid Pino? Halfway through
0: the Pino,
1: movie. P- Pino Pedo. Pino Pedo.
0: Halfway oh my god! through the movie in a scene that had I don't think either one of them in it.
1: It was just a shot of I think it was like the outside of the toy store because in my head I was going Pinot Pedo, Pino Pedo, and then I saw the pedo and that's when I and made he the just connection. Yells,
0: oh my god, it's Pinocchio and I started laughing and I was like, Yes, this movie is Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is fucking crazy. Fun. It's so crazy. Crazy. Um so, Cindy, would you, mm-hmm. would you care to try to explain the plot of this movie it's Pinocchio. to the listeners?
1: Um, Mickey Rooney and his wife, his pregnant wife, she is killed and therefore the baby is. And he goes crazy and creates a a 25-year-old doll as a son. And then the son is getting jealous of all the kids in the shop. so he sabotages the toys so the toys kill kids. But that's not the plot because underneath that is the kid who is the victim for this purpose. his mom finding out that her true love just got back from the, w- the army, the war uh, And apparently letters don't exist. I
0: think he was just gone.
1: And finding out that she loves him, I, I don't it's so I don't fucking care. Um, it's so convoluted I and it's so
0: stupid. Well, let me just point out how easily IMDb summed this movie up. Go. Oh. An elderly toy maker and his son make killer toys designed to kill their customers, comma, children. Boom. Done. That
1: doesn't include... <laughs> Half of the movie is the story between the mother and the weird stalker guy and then finding out that they are lost lovers who, for some reason couldn't be together because she wanted to settle down and he wanted to join the army. Side note, you can have both. And that the kid who witnessed everything is actually his kid. And she's only been like a widow for two weeks. that she's fucking this guy in like the mall parking
0: lot. It's crazy. Um, So the ending of this movie is is basically the whole purpose of watching. Like, if this movie did not have the ending it has, (laughs) I, I would be like, eh. But the ending of this movie where Pino comes out in a full Pinocchio body.
1: <laughs> and he and and there's a big reveal where he takes off his pants
0: and he and has Kendall pants. He has Kendall pa- he yeah. parts. He's got no dick. And he's like doll parts. Yeah.
1: It's Christmas Eve.
0: He's Kendall dickless. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, he <laughs>
1: he's- He ends up like dry humping the woman that he wants to be his mom while screaming, "Love me, mommy!"
0: Yeah, he's like that was uncomfortable. Child, and he's like just thrusting his Ken doll flatness against her. His and she's just like fleshy pad where his dick should be. Yeah, the effects pretty awesome on that Ken doll body. Mm,
1: No, there's also so the boy again who his name's Derek, which is dumb, is. he's very traumatized because he witnessed the man he thought was his father brutally murdered by a toy that was meant for him and he can't speak
0: that's the cold open, by the way.
1: So, yeah, that's the cold open. Okay, so anyway, the kid doesn't want to go in his room. So the mom goes in her room, all, in his room, for like, for him. And on the wall are these drawings of his family. And it's like, Mommy, me. And then there's this giant angry man as dad. And it's never addressed. They never say that he didn't like the man he thought was his father. She never says that they had a bad marriage. He doesn't, I mean, like, he's kind of... He kind of, like, shakes Derek in the beginning, but the kid was, like, opening the door in the middle of the night and leaving it open. Like, in fact, she's very passionately fucking him in the open. And yet, apparently, he was this horrific monster who she was so
0: glad to be rid of. Anyway, that's my take on that. <laughs> my, my take on this movie is, this movie is so much fun. And I did, like the, I did like the effects at the end. And let's talk about the real star of this movie for a second. I would say that the real star of this movie is... Screaming Mad George, who did the effects for this film? So Screaming Mad George is a Japanese guy who was born in Osaka. Is his name in George,
1: and they call him Screaming Matt, or is his name like no
0: no no, 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 no. His titled name in all of his productions is not Matt. It's Screaming Mad M A D George. Oh, I apologize, Screaming Mad George. That's his preferred name. That is how You address him if you ever you would be like, Hello, Screaming Mad. And now, see like, what hey. people
1: will accept that, but they won't accept ungendered pronouns, so whatever.
0: <laughs> like Savage Steve Holland that's a person's name, and I fucking love it. So is Lee um, Ving. I have a cousin named Rusty Drain, <laughs> that's a real thing. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Screaming Mad George did the like help do the effects on Predator. And he worked on The uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets 3 and 4. He worked on Freak. He did the effects on Society, which we will be watching at some point. I feel like he
1: mentioned this at the opening, but he didn't tell me his name was like Mads Uh, whatever the uh, fuck his name is. No, I mean, Brian Brian
0: Usna, the producer, directed Society. So this is the second Society connection. Uh, He also worked on The Abyss and Big Trouble in Little China. And
1: that's a movie we watch often. Speaking Mad
0: George is all over the place in the 80s and is like apparently like a really cool dude and did really good effects work and uh i would say for probably the five dollars they gave him to make that pinocchio suit <laughs> at the end of the movie he did a really good fucking job and that
1: hand that like is going up the sphincter of uh chad or whatever yeah. his name and is i think you, the can... babysitter's boyfriend that she's happily fucking in her charges bed yeah
0: I think the thing about the effects in this movie is mm. you can tell that they were like here's a very finite limited budget and he was like okay all of this is going
1: to, to the, the Pinocchio, Pinocchio
0: body and then we'll just do everything else as cheaply as humanly possible I guarantee they ended up killing
1: Mickey Rooney's character at the end cuz I couldn't afford him for one more day <laughs> It was like you got me for one hour, one more hour get yeah, that out uh, of here
0: Mickey Rooney does die off camera and we, we don't know for how long he's been dead.
1: How about, how about I just lay here, and you get a shot of that, and then you just work around
0: it. Yeah, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, a few? However, I feel like this has the makings of a family tradition of us watching this movie every <laughs> Christmas season. As a former babysitter. I had all the fun watching this movie. As a former
1: babysitter, and a current mother, and just a woman in general, I took umbrage with the babysitter fucking her boyfriend in the little kid's bed while he was asleep in the mom's bed in the room next door. And she was being all the loud about it. I own a home and I'm not all that loud about it. And then there's like an animatronic hand that's not animatronic. And there's some funny goof times of him thinking that's her hand, and then her thinking it's him and his hand, and then they all die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess <laughs> she doesn't. She lives. Maybe I apologize.
0: She... Yeah, and like bad, soaked bad in information. Blood. Soaked in blood. Soaked. Uh, I think maybe she thought he was deaf and dumb. Like she's like, oh, this guy <gasps> doesn't talk, so clearly he can't hear her either. Maybe
1: that's the only. First off, that is a rude thing to think, but that's the only way that that made any sense.
0: And so another thing that I know, I think I pointed out to you last night, we're laying in bed. Very rarely does a movie stick with us where we keep talking about it into, like, bed The night. wee hours of the moon. This movie weirdly did. Yeah, um, there was a lot
1: to so, think was ridiculous. Did you see that? Yeah. Joe Pedo
0: and Pete.
1: <laughs> who you know. I kept calling. The reason I never made the connection, I think, is because I just kept calling him Joe Pedophile. Because that's what it sounds like. Because in Britain, they don't say pedophile. They say pedophile. And that, you know, like, haha. Ha. And So I was going down that route. I wasn't thinking, oh, Pinocchio Geppetto.
0: Yeah. God. Um, so when, dumb. When we were laying in bed, we were talking about how they used to live in the movie. He mentions to the mom, like, we used to live in your house. And then, like, we, we the, the bank foreclosed and took it away from us. Yeah. So Pino gets in the house by, like moving a brick and finding the secret key he left there like 10 years before but his name is written in the foundation which would imply that they built the house they bought the house and then just never changed the locks or anything yeah
1: which is insane that you would not change the locks a upon being a new owner but b after like 20 years because it's in 1970 and this is what from what 91 so like really you wouldn't huh okay
0: so cindy ask me how good this movie how good's this movie Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 24%. (laughs) Ooh. Gross. One of the positive reviews... I forget who said it, but basically I boiled the review. I saw down to... Effects good. Ending crazy. (laughs) This is what we call a good-bad movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is a fun...
1: This is what I would even call it. This is a fun movie. I think it was stupid and fun. But it was heavy on the stupid.
0: Yeah, like, here's the thing. This movie... She fucks a guy it's in the mall good. parking lot. By the time you get to the fifth entry of a franchise called <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night,
1: you know what you're here you for. You know what you're here for. Okay, so if we're gonna talk about the Arkov formula in this movie, based on Samuel's the Arkov fame producer, who learned about exploitation who taught about exploitation movies, I should say, based on his name. A action There is action in this movie. Right off the right off the
0: bat. That Santa Claus turns the (laughs) face evil. Turns
1: into like a last and then
0: murders the stepdad. Or the presumed dad. I'm sorry, the presumed. Yeah, the presumed father. Whose
1: name is either Saul, Paul, or Tom. Because I think she says all three names at one point. Um, Revolutionary, it's not revolutionary, it's based on Pinocchio. It's and it's
0: also the fifth in a series of like not great movies. Uh, so spoiler alert. No. This is probably my favorite song my Deadly Night movie. Is
1: there, <clears throat> is there killing? Yes, right off the bat. We just said that. Who wasn't paying attention? Oratory. Um... <sighs> I don't know if there are lines I would repeat from this movie. I, there are like, I think I'll always remember like Larry the Larva. That yeah, was pretty funny, but that's okay. not a
0: line. I am honestly racking my brain on it. And none of the lines are sticking out to me. Nope. Like so. So
1: no, we've got the A, no R, no K. Oh, no A, no R, yes K, no O. Fantasy and fornication. There's probably more fornication than there is blood and gore in this movie. I mean, there's fantasy for sure. Yes, fantasy for sure. These are like machines that kind of come to life. And then there is the boy who comes to life.
0: So the, I thought it was an odd choice.
1: To start with the mom the and scene. dad fucking and the kid watching. Well, look. no.
0: I mean, that that's whatever.
1: That was uncomfortable.
0: Okay, there's two fornication moments in this movie that I was like, weird choice, bro. One being, we already talked about when Pino is like, just... Dry humping the mom, being like, "Be my mom, be mommy. my mommy." That was like, it's holy uncomfortable shit, uncomfortable
1: and unnecessary. That took
0: the movie from like forgettable to that will live in my brain in some way for the rest of my life.
1: I'm a permanent memory. Uh,
0: two. Again, when you mentioned the babysitter fooling around with her boyfriend, there's a so there's unprofessional this shot. So unprofessional. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Where she is wearing like these silken panties and they're pulled aside. The, and you can see her asshole. <laughs> the babysitter? Yes. I oh, I like, didn't see that. I was like, huh, that's a choice that was made.
1: Oh, that poor girl. <laughs> just looking up that girl's asshole. You know, she brought her whole family to the premiere. She's like, I'm in this mood. Oh my God, this so is my asshole.
0: Yeah. Clearly like the <gasps> panties are to one side. Was she
1: 18? Hopefully she was 18. Oh, she would have to be. You can't just, I mean, she looked young, but people can play young. You can't okay, just throw a,
0: a is there underage person in a scene like that? Like, <laughs> look, it was the nineties; right, were really different. Year,
1: <laughs> is there any <laughs> trivia with this ridiculous film other than think, the Clinton Tarantino? Um, no, we
0: there's not a whole lot with this. If you want to call it um, that. I just wanted to do a fun Christmas movie, Ugh. and this leads us into next month's theme. Okay, so January's what is theme? Which is going to be toys. That come alive. Toys that come alive. Horror movies about
1: toys. So, the first week of January, what's our first movie so we can oh, let the fans and listeners
0: know so they can watch ahead of time? There are a lot of movies about toys that come alive, but I'm sure whenever someone says, hey, what is the, what's a horror movie where a toy comes alive? So, we're doing Child's Play for the first week of <laughs> January.
1: Yeah. I've never understood the interest and fascination with Child's Play it's uh, a doll. I would have kicked it. You will, because I it's don't. Awesome. I, I mean, mm. and and you know what? I'm gonna sa- I'm gonna save it for the podcast, Josh. It's, I'm saving it for the podcast. I was gonna say
0: it's perfect because it takes place over Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. It's about a birthday that occurs right around Christmas. Hey, like Boom. me and your son.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. So March is a boring month in my family. We're all born in December.
0: Would you watch this movie again? Yeah,
1: I would. It's the kind of fun hook stuff that I like. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest This in like you,
0: Chopping Mall would be hilarious. I would fucking watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 again right now. <laughs> like, it was really I fucking fun. Anymore. And by the way, guys, um, just an them real fast before we go. This was on Tubi for free. True. So all you have to do is just watch like the occasional ad and it's free if that's what you want to do. Or it you was. can rent it for like four bucks.
1: They were pretty fun ads, too, because they, were they weren't aimed the at anybody.
0: They yeah, had no idea. They were like, here's some, uh, how about some tampons and some Mario Kart? And it's like, huh. And,
1: and yeah, they were all over the place. And it's kind of funny to, like, Zell Jazz and, like, acne medication. <laughs> like, huh, yeah,
0: they're doing just this? Like, One of these is going to be for you, we presume. 2020. I'm Fuck glad it. it's over. I think people have this thing where they think January 1st is going to be magically a million times better. It's going to be a process. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be here for that process. And we're going to be trying to entertain you guys and trying to scare Cindy to death. Mostly crying. Every week. So, yeah. yeah. Yay. We love you guys. Stay safe.
1: Stay safe and mind the doors.